start up in a second i just i had to send out a new space something i messed up with the first one nice nice sorry for my delay too i had to um shrink the font on my phone so i could actually press accept it's funny how uh twitter doesn't adjust properly to your font sizes getting old have to read the, yeah. the bigger fonts this gets this gets pretty buggy um i just got to get the word out here sweet we'll uh shed this, spread the word too also, like anyone who wants to come up to speak, you're welcome to. We're just gonna kind of get more more people in here first. <clears throat> all right, all right. People coming out, that's good. I'll start spreading the word some more. We'll be getting going a few minutes, just getting the word out here, guys and gals. All right, thanks, Sin. Yeah, how's it going, man? What's up, guys? Nice to have you here, Tank. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Liam. Trying to definitely try to make it. Apologies, I might be muting a lot of because I'm sitting with my boys watching some crazy Netflix show with them. Nice. I was just finishing off uh, my toddler in bed, and my uh, other one, well, one of them is in the in the next room there playing some Fortnite or something. So I might get some random screams of death. So don't worry, I'm safe. Don't worry, I'm safe. I'm safe. <laughs> and anyone who wants to ask questions, just uh, raise up a hand, and we'll give you. Uh, ability to speak so you think we should start off or wait a little bit longer here maybe i'm gonna throw some more up there but feel free to jump into it like people will come as we go i'm trying to get some more uh more word out there for sure well i think the i think the most exciting thing is that our first public games are going to be in less than 10 days here so um our first group will be playing january 7th at 9 p.m eastern and then each group is going to be playing every other week. Um, so we're going to have one group playing one week and another group going another. And hopefully rapidly get to four groups, which is 16 players, um, all recording and streaming. So that's the that's the biggest thing. But um, otherwise, we're doing amazing right now. I mean, we continue to rise um, in the Cosmos active set, and we're doing well in the other ones that we're sitting in. So I, I'm I'm really happy where we're at right now, and I, I kind of wanted to go over a couple things and just take questions from everyone once we kind of get um, everything out. Love it. I All keep right. getting over here to a few groups though. So first thing, um, I don't know. People hopefully will feel free to ask questions, but um, I did finalize our tokenomics, and I was really actually going back and forth on it even today. And after speaking with Donovan, our dungeon master, um, I, I actually I ended up creating a, a token on Juno called Dragon Coin, which we already have Dungeon Coin, so I thought that was kind of cool. But um, we decided Dungeons probably, and Dragon. I get it, man. I like it, Dungeon and Dragon. That's good. 
Yeah, we, we may use it later. Um, I had two ideas what I wanted to do, and I think we're going to go with a simpler one. So originally we were going to do an in-game economy um, that was just for the player's enjoyment. But after talking with our dungeon master for a while, he actually thought it would make the game worse and more complicated and give people more of a, a feeling like, oh man, I'm just kind of like doing this for money and, and just trying to get items. And it sort of takes the escapism out of the whole thing. So we decided to nix that idea. Um, so the way we're going to be doing our later earn features is with Dungeon Coin. And Dungeon Coin holders receive 50% of the profits from our validators after our expenses, as well as um, any of the revenues staked from the NFT sales and other revenue sources. So every time you play, as long as you're staking with us uh, and you hold one of our NFTs, you receive Dungeon Coin, which will have sort of a diminished schedule of how much it's being emitted um, initially versus later down the road. So the players that play first are going to have the biggest advantage. And that's basically going to go to our first two groups that hold our ultra rare NFTs. And then after that, we're going to open up games to more groups and um, start having more people earning dungeon coin and streaming. Nice. So we got uh, the first the first games are going to be with the, um, the ultra rares, right? We're going to have a couple uh, tables of that. I think it is. Is this is January seventh and January fourteenth? Is that right? Yeah, and it'll be each group is every other week. But um, once we probably have a month of those two groups going, as long as we have the commissions to to fund more games, and I think we already can fund probably about four, um, and and that's going to grow quickly, especially when the bull run comes. Uh, I'm hoping to be able to have every single person who has one of our NFTs able to play the game. And we also have another game that's going to be released, hopefully also in January, which is a hardcore version of the first game, which is free to play as long as you hold the NFT. The second game, um, we call it hardcore because it's much more combat strategy intensive um, looting. We actually just played... um, was Tuesday night, and uh, that was one of the best games I've ever played. We actually started at level 10, but one of the cool things was we were able to compare ourselves and score to the other groups that were playing, and we did somewhere in the middle. Like, we did pretty good, but not the best, but it was it was one of the most fun games that I've gotten to play. We just didn't get to record it because um, I'm in Columbia, and we don't have all our, our filming equipment set up, so that didn't happen right away, but... Um, that should be coming out at the end of January, and that is going to be an extra fee to play. So it's not it's not required at all. But if you wanted to earn um, earlier and you don't have an ultra rare, that would be your way of getting into the game sooner and still earning dungeon coins. If you're willing to pay for another dungeon master to run you through that game, so that's not required. Yeah, this game is free. Well, and so, yeah, it's, and for back up a little bit for everyone here that is kind of maybe new, a lot of you maybe know um, Crypto Dungeon, but some of you, are, I can see, probably aren't uh, as aware. Um, so Crypto Dungeon is a game that's basically a role-playing type game. It's live. You have a live Dungeon Master named Donovan, Princess uh, Popcorn, 
he's amazing and uh just takes you through an amazing game experience you can go look at some of those games uh tank who's here helping host us here uh he he had the actual first reveal video i think there's two of them uh you can watch which are really really awesome videos um but you can catch the the team with zan and others playing um and what happens is as you play um you need an nft to get into the game and play ultra rares are gonna be for the first kind of games that get going um but you need an nft but then there's also a sense of a, a dao there's the crypto dungeon dao and to be part of that, you need Dunk. Now, to get Dunk token, that is on Juno. It's a Juno token. Uh, but you needed to be uh, giving uh, some of your uh, Atom or other coins to the validator. And then you got airdropped it. So that airdrop's done now. And the way that you'll end up making Dunk now is you will get it from playing the game if you have an NFT. And then that Dunk, you go and stake in the DAO. And that gives you a, a share of the 50% of the validator uh income so basically the validator and the team um lee and the rest uh you you will they're giving up 50 percent to the dow now they have shares in the dow too but uh then that comes comes in there and that dow is gonna actually at the end of every month you get paid because you played the game so you got to take the dunk you got to sh- you, you have to stake it there's nowhere to buy or sell right now um you did hear that there's dragon coins somewhere in juno it's not released yet it possibly were released at the right uh, opportune time so we have we have uh, dungeon coin that's part to be part of the dow and to make uh, part of the revenues of the validator and then there's gonna be this dr- dragon coin as well and this is all we're in the uh, in the uh, juno ecosystem but we've also been um um, you know, reaching out to different um, ecosystems. So as a as a validator, Crypto Dungeon has a lot of different places that it's validating. So you got to keep your eyes out. Um, obviously, Juno's a big one. Uh, Adam, they're an, in the active set for Adam. Um, I know uh, Stargaze is part of that. They just entered the Migaloo system. Um, we need some more coins in the Migaloo. If you if you do have Whale and you're looking to stake it, please stake it with Crypto Dungeon so we get back in the active set there. Uh, we're just pr- kind of brand new there. Um, but the those profits from the validator this is the cool thing if you if you stake with crypto dungeon as your validator and you have dunk you're going to get some of your own money that you've been helping them produce back because you you by staking with them that's part of the profits of the validator you know take away the costs from running and all that 50 percent of those profits you now will have a share of because you have staked your dunk so i think that's an amazing system here uh that they've come up with um and it's really attracted me into becoming joining the team because i was like wow this is this is a cool idea like i love role-playing games ever since i was young i love the fact that it's kind of the old school feel but online so you don't you know you don't have to track down people you can play the kind of the old game with a real dungeon master who's really awesome at it uh but you also get to make some some coin at the same time so and and if you heard them earlier they were gonna they were thinking of doing uh dragon as an in-game coin and then they were just they think about the game experience. That's that's what they're obsessed with. I got to tell you, they're really thinking through what's the best game experience. And you're like, ah, that will complicate it, make it not as fun. And so they're getting rid of it. It'd be easy just to kind of throw it up there and try to, you know, pump a coin and stuff. But that's never been the purpose. Um, there will be maybe at some point Dragon will be released as uh, it'll have some type of use within the, the games because I know they're also releasing new games. There's going to be other games coming out. But uh, that's just the Dragon uh, Dungeon spiel. Uh, I hope, uh, Lee, I did you justice. I don't know if you had anything to add to that, but I just want to kind of give people the breakdown of what it means uh what, what crypto uh, dungeon is all about no that, that's really good i mean the the whole thing with this was it was all self-funded so myself and one of my partners was able to uh come up with the funding so that we were able to pull this off without investors so i mean yeah making money is cool but um my long-term goal is to be able to use the gaming and 
have really an awesome playing experience that's sort of unrivaled in any Web3 experience. Something very unique. I mean, I don't, I don't know of anyone else that's doing anything similar to what we're doing, but I'm, I'm giving a lot away. And, and in doing so, I'm hoping that we actually grow sort of like we have been growing um, pretty quickly here. And, you know, I'm hoping to use that platform of streaming to help promote Cosmos ecosystem and other projects. So we may have actually be talking about some projects before our games even start. So if there's a, if there's a player that is part of a community that wants to talk about their project, we can allow them to come on uh, and, and take up the first five, 10 minutes of our stream before we start playing. And I'm hoping that really helps the Cosmos ecosystem in the long run. Yeah, man. Cosmos is doing some cool stuff. We have uh, actually in here, I see we have Cosmos Joe and Tank who both uh, had a great series today um, of Twitter space, um, just calling all the major different protocols. Um, I was in there. I saw Sen from um, Migaloo speaking and just kind of dropping some alpha. And But there was so much there. Like I, I, it was it was kind of impressive to have, you know, protocol after protocol after protocol. Um, Cosmos is getting alive. And what Critical Dungeon is trying to do is be a, uh, one of these places that is going to be a hub across and bring people into the system. Because there's all sorts of people who are into these type of games that don't necessarily know crypto. They've heard about it being a scam and stuff. But what we've, we're trying to do is help bring them in by luring them to the game experience from the whole gaming community. And then they have a little foot in the door and they're like, oh, this is actually kind of interesting. And then it opens up all of um, the, the cosmos to brand new users. So it's definitely uh, a big part of what Crypto Dungeon is about. So great, great point. Tank, I don't know if you had any uh, comments on your experience playing the game and just your thoughts of like, you know, what, what are you thinking about this? Uh, obviously, there's a lot going on in the Cosmos as well uh, and, and, uh, and Juno in particular, which I know you're part of the team. Uh, so I don't know if you want to kind of share, you know, uh, how you see Crypto Dungeon fitting into the, the Cosmos and into Juno um, and your own experience with it. Yeah, no, my, well, first and foremost, my own experience with it was phenomenal. Like, I, I, I'm going to be very honest. Um, you know, I don't, I don't pull any punches. Uh, I was very, very uh, worried at first that this was going to be a little bit much for the average person because I like Dungeons and Dragons. I've always liked Dungeons and Dragons fantasy stuff. I've never been a Dungeons and Dragons uh, board game player, per se. Um, you know, my, my biggest exposure to it before actually playing with you guys or with Lee in, in, the, in the group was, you know, watching uh, maybe my uncle when I was a young boy play with his friends and then seeing it be... Um, come alive again on screen through Netflix and stranger things. Uh, and so like, that was my, that was my, my general exposure to Dungeons and Dragons uh, directly. Right. Uh, until playing it, but it was fairly simple. Like to be very honest with you. Um, and I'm not trying to talk it up just because they're here, obviously, but like it, it was very, very straightforward and simple. Um, it can seem overwhelming, but you know, it, the team was able to, and even without their help, I think I could have got it, but I think they walked me through it within, what was it Lee? Like, 30, 40 minutes, like, and, and that was me picking their brains and going into detail about how to set things up. So it was pretty straightforward. Um, it was very intuitive. Uh, the, the gameplay with Donovan uh, and, the, and, you know, obviously it kind of like um, fluctuates depending on your group and your party makeup, but uh, it was really, really fun. It was entertaining. It, you know, it was a, yeah, all around, it was a good experience. I really enjoyed myself. Um, as far as like, what and how they're developing as far as like crypto dungeon and uh their nft because it's like it's so hard to talk about that sometimes because you want to lump them all together but really when you start looking with a broader view of it all it's like 
it's not it, it is all one and the same thing but it's like crypto dungeons are valid they're phenomenal valid their origin story into the space and how lee and his partner have basically bootstrapped all of this on their own financially and are like he said giving it basically most of the benefit which most people don't do in this space to be very honest back to the participate uh the people that participate into the nft and the game uh is it's wild it's absolutely crazy and i've been with them from almost the very beginning i i like to think uh and seeing them fight tooth and nail like you know get bumped out get bumped or put back in get bumped back out again push back in and it's like it was it was really fun and fascinating and, and um exciting to watch them work for it right and they 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 really do deserve everything that they they've, they've accomplished thus far in my humble opinion and i think they're doing not just uh for the cosmos uh chain but like you said they're you know parts of it is on juno as well but for other chains as well like and, and they've listed on stargate so like several different chains right um they're really doing all of those chains in the ecosystem a lot of justice and a lot of um favors i would say because they're showing and they're leading by example they're showing them or their surrounding uh, peers, like how to actually organically do things, uh, you know, with the community uh, from the ground up. And it's, it's you guys know, that's like, it's been my, my, my stick for the whole time. It's like, you know, doing things sustainably, maintaining being realistically. And it's just, I, it's, it's fun, man. It's really, really fun. I have nothing but good things to say about Lee and the entire team. Uh, yeah, I was really lucky to be able to share that, those first few sneak peeks about their gameplay. Um, Ah, yeah, I just love I love it, man. You gotta come back and play. We still have your character. He's like in a portal. I, Went back and saw his family. He's sleeping somewhere. <laughs> nice. Well, and, and and did you have anything in terms of like uh what's going on with Juno? Obviously, uh we're a Juno uh uh validator. We're also uh hosted on Juno. Um there's been lots going on. I don't know if you have any quick updates on that. I'm I'm sure uh, you know, there's lots of Back and forth, we're looking for new decks. We know there's the possibility of Astro Vault, possibly of White Whale or both, or, or something new. Um, all sorts of stuff going on. I don't know if there's any kind of updates from the, the Juno side that you wanted to fill us in on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess I could take kind of like an official stance when I say this. Um, uh, you know, uh, if you guys don't know, I'm on the Operation Subdial as a member, uh, amongst many or several others, uh, and, and of course, being accompanied by the uh, other subdials, communication developing subdial uh, that make up the Juno Charter. Um, currently, right now, uh, I was talking about this earlier, so it's kind of funny that we're talking about it again. Um, currently, right now, uh, I would say the status of the Juno ship, because um, I get asked this almost every day, every single day, like what, where do you think we're going? I, I would say, like, the best way to explain it is, uh, I feel like uh, we are doing the necessary over the next month, hopefully no more than a month and a half. To lay down the groundwork, the, the 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 functioning structure work for the charter, uh, in order for us to actually start implementing uh, things and, and presenting things uh, on behalf of the community, on be uh, and and hopefully uh, on behalf of the chain uh, in a, in a in a good way, right? Um, I like to say to everybody that asks me, like, are we back in the right direction? Like, I I think what we've done is we've thrown the anchor down for the ship of Juno, and we've stopped the momentum uh, per se, and 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 we're not per, per se in the right direction just yet, but we've definitely stopped heading in the direction that we were going. Uh, and I think some of that is reflecting in price action. Some of that might also be just, you know, the speculation of the the having and everything else pumping. It just kind of in turn pumps as well. Uh, but 
the Operation Subdial is working on a, a few critical, uh, important things as far as the structure goes for the charter. And then we're going to start hopefully implementing soon, um, you know, some, some, some items that are, are definitely going to help us catch more wind in our sail if we're going to stick with the ship analogy and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, we, so we have uh, talks, you know, uh, and, and offers and, and, and uh, BD or business development touch points that are actually happening right now. I don't want to say too much because it's not my place just yet. We're, like I said, it's part of the structure is figuring out how that flow is going to go, who the touch points are within the respective sub dials or whatnot and how that's all going to be handled. Uh, so I don't want to get ahead of myself or say something that I probably shouldn't. Uh, but we do have a lot of interest. Some some people think that, you know, Juno doesn't have any developers or people wanting to deploy on Juno. That's that's not true. Uh, I can say that, you know, with for a matter of fact, it's not true at all. Uh, we have many, many people who are interested uh, to come and build uh, within Juno and to come back on, on Juno and, and, you know, further develop as well. Um, and so we're just we're just kind of waiting to get those structures in place. And hopefully, like I said, it doesn't take too much longer uh, than a month, month and a half to make sure everything is like, you know, up in order. Enough enough to actually start presenting things. But yeah, that's basically where we are right now. Nice. I, I was going to quickly ask you, like, obviously Crypto Dungeon is on DowDow. We love it. We know that uh, Juno is the whole, the birthplace of DowDow, but I also know, you know, a bunch of new DAOs have been opening up and uh, Super Guppy is one of them, which, you know, is a lot of fun lately that it's been launched. And, but it's uh, it's a Migaloo based DowDow. And I think there's also, um, I know that uh, there's one called Sales. I think uh, it might be TerraBase or maybe it's Migaloo. I'm not sure. But, um, but, Basically, uh, we're seeing obviously Osmosis has Dow Dow. Um, there's going to be a sale Dow Dow. I think I think between Osmosis and uh, Whale, if it the prop passes, like we're starting to see Dow Dow be this interesting connecting point, which has its origins in Juno. So, is it still connected, or what's it, what's how would so you? So that's gonna be one of my. I was it's funny again. I was just talking to Chris from Fixed uh, uh, Bet or Fight Fam. I don't know if you guys know him. He does a lot of his stuff on uh, Omniflex or whatnot. Uh, but he's around. He's always around. Uh, great guy. His name is Chris. Again, definitely drop him a follow. I was talking to him uh, on a basically intimate one-on-one space uh, that he was hosting not too long ago. Um, and we were talking about this exact topic. And it's one of my, again, I don't, I don't want to put myself in front of everything all too yet and kind of like destroy the, the process or, or flow that we have going within the operation uh, and within the charter in, in its entirety. Um, but I will say that is, you know, things like that are on my radar or, or on my uh, my clipboard, as Joe likes to have. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I'm making fun of Joe, but like, I, I was like, hey, he has a clipboard. I'm going to start bringing back my damn clipboard. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's, it's one of the I items that are- I have so many clipboards, dude. <laughs> it's one of the, <laughs> you make me, now I, I literally have a clipboard. Um, but it is one of the items- right here. <laughs> it is one of the items on the on one of my clipboards. <laughs> Uh, to bring back up because yeah, there was a if you guys don't remember uh, a token swap of, of sorts between the Dowdow token and you know and Juno, uh, and so with all this great uh, adoption uh, happening for Dowdow, the you know the Juno community or Juno network should be looking for some sort of uh, you know benefit or or return I dare say uh, in in that um, swap that we had or in that in 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 that. Uh, transaction that we partook in uh, back in the day, um, but again, that's uh, you know that's that's a, that's a topic that that needs to be addressed amongst many many other for Juno uh, the Juno network to start you know retaining value or attracting value back to the network. Um, 
And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm again, you guys know me, I'm, I'm ready and willing to have these conversations or bring them back up at any given time. I'm just waiting for the structure to be more in place. And so that we can actually start bringing back true business and true uh, sustainability uh, if it can be had for the Juno network. So nice well man like I, I do have more things to comment on but i also see we have cosmos joe in this space and i i want to get real quick to him and um i, I but we'll, we'll come back to you I, I do have some more follow-up questions but uh, cosmos joe you have your hand up one of the things i'd love to hear about you is like what are your thoughts on on crypto dungeon because uh you know we know you're an influencer in the whole cosmos we'd love to hear what you what you've been picking up or what you're thinking um, but also i'd uh, love to hear what you have to say i've got a couple things first of all i have not played the game and I, I probably won't play any games unless it's gambling related. But what I like, and I've been saying this for a while with the Stargaze projects, whenever you have an actual project that's also a validator, I think that it aligns the interests of the stakers, the, the people that are going to actually play the game, and also any on-chain governance that happens. So whether it's Juno, the hub, Stargaze especially, I think Stargaze to have NFT projects also as validators, I think that can start to make the validator set actually decentralized in, in with respect to aligning interests of all the stakeholders on the platform. So um, yeah, I, I will support any project that's doing what Crypto Dungeons is doing. Even if I don't play the game, I'll probably play the game, but I'm not, I'm not someone that could sit for a long time and play something like that. It's just the last game system I bought was um, Nintendo GameCube. So I don't even know. Is that from like 25 years ago? <laughs> You're uh, such a boomer, so, dude. <laughs> so, but, I, but I also Poker Stars before it got banned. So that was like actually more recent. So, but yeah, I, I don't have the attempt. I don't watch TV either. I can't sit and like do stuff like that. But like I said, it's more about the, 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 the actual stakeholders having more influence and having a community that's interest are taken care of by whatever blockchain they're utilizing for their game and i know you guys yeah. are on multiple chains so i think that's like overall i think this is the only way to counteract a lot of the negative results produced by the validators in the ecosystem see and i love that you said that because that was one of the things that got me really really amped about the dungeon because you you as a user can actually share in the profits of the validator and that makes there's a little bit of a, a connection that happens there now you're not like you know mistrusting as much or there's still some of that because we see some of the votes and it's really crazy when you have like community voters voting one way and then validators swinging it the other way and you're like what's going on here and it's always some some interest groups and you know everyone has interest for sure but it's nice to see the interest kind of aligning when you're like profit sharing with the with the users from the validator end right so i know a lot of validators sometimes don't make money but, yeah. but, but when you do, it's nice to have the community kind of sharing with it, right? So that's, uh, I, I love the Crypto Dungeon kind of idea of like, hey, 50%, because obviously the validator has to make its own money, but but then kind of sharing that and there's something about it. So I'm glad that you said that because um, you're right. There's, there's going to be a lot of crypto people and that's what we're trying to do. A lot of crypto people might not go like, I don't know about Dungeons and Dragons. I uh, hopefully we'll lure a bunch of them in. Uh, just like we're trying to lure some of the Dungeons and Dragons people into crypto. Um, there's a bunch in the middle because, you know, let's be honest, a lot of us kind of have these overlaps, right? But 
but there's also the NFT side. And I was wondering what you thought about, like, you know, we launched them a Stargaze, they minted out, the price has been going up um, and they're kind of hand-drawn, but, you know, the traits are kind of mixed. Um, I don't know if you took a look at the NFTs at all uh, and, you know, if you're an NFT guy or not, but um, that's another part which I thought was pretty interesting is that the value of the NFTs are already at, at a space where if you bought at the very beginning when Crypto Dungeon was launching them, you're in a, you're in a good spot right now. I, I did mint. I did mint. And um, one thing that I would like to add is I I feel like the way Crypto Dungeons is set up in a similar way to the way NFT projects are set up, that where the NFT is their product, people can support those without actually using the apps, right? Like, in other words, I could support an NFT project by staking to their validator, even if I don't want their NFTs, right? So I think that's... um. That that brings in another avenue for supporters who, like me, I'm I'm I don't I, I can't see myself sitting down and I used to get involved in games, but I just can't do it. I would I would be so unproductive. Right? So but to to buy the NFTs to stake the validators, that's like what I'm what I'm interested in. Yeah, we 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 basically gave them away. I mean a lot of them were sold for two thousand or twenty five hundred stars which I don't even know at the time, it was like 20 or 30 bucks before the price started going up. But if you actually realize what the NFT gives you, um, our dungeon master who we found was sort of amazing coincidence, but he runs a server currently um, of, of players that are, that are actually going to be playing a very similar game um, that they, they are playing. Um, they're paying him $5,000 a year for a group of four players. That's per year. Our NFT is whatever it costs on Stargaze, but that gives you a lifetime membership to a $5,000 a year game. And that's not even including the play to earn features. So we're giving a lot away, but the thing is, I look at it as a bargain. We give away 50% of the validator profits. I donated the, the, the profits from the mint to the DAO and staked it with our validator. So they're going to get the commissions on that every month. But we're also going to be streaming on YouTube um, and, and there's going to be various other revenue sources, but we would be nothing if we didn't have a community. And this was sort of the idea of how do we bring together a group and become one of the top validators in the system if we don't make a name for ourselves and we don't do something good for the community, we don't try to promote Cosmos, we don't do anything. We're just, we're just you know, average you know, validator. We're never going to grow. We never would have made it into the active set and stayed in there. We were already knocked out six times before we finally got in, and I think we're ranked 152 or something like that right now. So hopefully we're never getting knocked out again. You are. I'm looking at it right now. You're ranked 152, and that goes yeah, for Stride and, and Neutron as well because it's the same set, right? So that's not, that's not bad, yeah. though. You're, you're in that atom economic zone, which I think has, has tremendous potential in itself. So. And we already validate for them as well. Um, we're not required to because we're we're in the bottom five percent. Um, but we already have servers running both Stride and Neutron, even if we're not required to do it. It's just an extra cost. So we do plan on adding all the ICS chains that that get added on, as well as Pretty probably, cool. yeah. I mean, I'd like to add five to ten more smaller chains in the Cosmos ecosystem in the first quarter of this year, which is ambitious, but. Um, I mean, the way you the, should take a look luck. at take a look at Nolis. I don't. I, I. I. can't see it being that hard to get on the active set for Nolis and even like uh, Migaloo or Jackal. Th those aren't too bad right now. I think to get on. 
Yeah, Megaloo, we're, we were in briefly. We got knocked out, but we're, we're going to hopefully be in very soon here. Actually, Megaloo only has like 40 validators, right? So maybe it is difficult to get yeah. on there. It's, it's, a, it's one point some million whale uh, to get in, which is it's a, it's pretty substantial. But we're, we're close to that, so yeah. we'll get in. Yeah, if you're listening in, please validate some, some whale to uh, Crypto Dungeon. We really would love, really appreciate that. Um, I, hey, I just want to quickly. Oh, go, oh, uh, I wanted, just one quick second. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. No, good. I, I'm having a little trouble with my phone. I don't know if I, you can hear me, but I, I, um, I wanted to ask since you guys are validators on Juno, you're pretty high up on the active set in Juno. So I would say you're like mid, middle of the pack by ranking. But with the work that Tank is doing, you guys are validators. You probably have another perspective, you know, to bring to the table. One of the reasons why I'm not getting emotionally involved in what happens in Juno is because no matter how how much progress is made with Dow Dow and the sub DAOs, I think the validator set itself is a is a major obstacle with Juno. With you still have two core one validators in the top four. Um, the top five validators control twenty five percent of the voting power. So that's the that's the real Dow. On, on Juno, and I'm curious, you know, Tank, you're you're heavily involved. How how is there going to be a checks and balances where Dow Dow is the number four validator, SG one is number two, and I know there are others along the active set. If that's going to end up being your limiting factor there with with the progress, or if validators like Crypto Dungeons who are actually building useful products. If there's more of them speckled throughout the validator set, if if that's the hope. You you guys go first, and I, I'm just putting my hand up because I, I definitely do want to chime in on this. Well, I'll just quickly say my little piece. I'm not, you know, I'm new. I'm newer on the team. For I don't speak for Crypto Dungeons as a whole. That's uh, Lee there, but I, I'm definitely part of the team. And and I would say like. Juno is my first crypto home. It's where I came in. I bought Juno at 18, uh, bought a bunch of it, sold half of it when it was in the 30s. So that it was my first bag. Actually, when I, I came in and lost so much money on Adam and everything, but Juno, I actually made some money on it. I, I held on to it afterwards. It was the first place I was in on telegrams and talking. I just love the community. I just, I believed in it, right? Um, and But just lately, it's been hard because, you know, I've seen them like... I, I'm I'm definitely interchain um, uh, interchain maxi. I love that idea and just seeing how you know the the whale prop got shut down and Astro Vault got has just been getting a hard time. I think they're kind of not even necessarily. I don't know where they're at right now with that. Um, I just felt like oh man, we had two decks that were up ready to go and and now like what's happening and so there's definitely some questions and the validators have a big part of that right and so you do know that there's kind of institutional or not institutional. It's kind of like you know uh, these power brokers that aren't even necessarily day-to-day in Juno, but have this kind of heavy hand in it. And it's, to me, is a little bit disappointing. I, I don't know how you break through and have those conversations and talk it through because I feel like, uh, I, you know, a lot of people that love Juno are kind of like, ah, keep shooting yourselves in the foot. Like, we had a chance here or there. Because where would we be if, like, you know, the, the whole the Migaloo and, and Juno had had a combination a while back? I, I feel like we would have been, like, the the poster child for uh, Interchain, right? Like, it's, and, and now uh, you're, you're seeing it happen with osmosis and, and Migaloo and um but it's not even it's just there's so many different connections that could be made 
Um, but there's always kind of like this protectionism. Um, and I don't, I'm not the validators and I'm not core one or anything. I just kind of coming in as a person who found and loved Juno and, and just like wishes, like wishes better for it. So I'm, I'm echoing your sentiment, um, uh, but you just spoke. So I take a talk more to it and I'm sure Lee could talk more to it. Cause I know he had a lot to do with what was going on with prop 16 and stuff, but, uh, I'm just coming kind of someone who came up in Juno. That's my, my sentiment. Yeah. Um, well, actually, if, if Lee would like to chime in first, I mean, you know, he's part of the validator and then I can chime oh, in after. Well, I mean, the, the thing with being a validator in crypto, it's it's how our government should be run. I mean, it's like having a senator that votes. But if you don't like the way he votes, you just go in there and you vote on top of him. And then you say, well, you're a terrible senator and I'm going to send my money to someone else that I can trust. So you really you have to you have to earn the respect. and there's no way that you're going to be able to get every single person in your community to vote the same way. And sometimes I will even vote uh, with my personal wallet differently than how the validator votes, just because there are certain things like I, I there was a prop that just came up on Juno that, I mean, I, I don't even really know block creators. I don't know too much about him. I know he's part of core one and he started up Juno and there was a lot of angst about that, that vote, but I don't feel okay voting yes to take take away someone's tokens with a validator because th there might be legal ramifications of that but i mean i i personally disagreed i voted no with my personal wallet um and i let the community know that i wasn't happy about the whole thing i, I thought it was fighting for no reason we could have been using that energy to be building more but yeah you can always vote over top of your validator you don't have to take them the vote that they give you if, if you don't agree with it yeah, but in terms of the one of the flaws, and I think, I don't know if it's a flaw or this is just one step in the evolution to have better on-chain governance, the fact that the validators don't have to ever contribute anything to the chain in terms of liquidity or even staking their own tokens, but they could vote with everybody else's tokens that are staked to them. I think that 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 creates a really bad situation, especially when a validator set is so top-heavy, right? Sommelier is another example. Although they have no contracts on the chain, it's a little different. Juno is still very top-heavy. Cosmos Hub is very top-heavy. Um, I think this might take years to distribute better, but then even then it matters who are the, the validators. Are they actual builders of applications that people are using? Are they building tools? Um, how are they voting? And of course, you don't know in the moment if votes are good or votes are bad. You, you can only judge it weeks, months, maybe years down the road. So I was just curious because all that work that Tank and all these people are doing, I mean, I hope that since there are other permissionless Cosmwasm chains, that if it still turns out there are obstacles that can't be fixed with all the work that you guys are doing, whether it's NetaDAO, Tank, whoever, are you able just to shift and move all your work onto another chain that maybe has a better foundation to build this this governance checks and balances system that I think would be tremendous for for crypto, right? You know, for for a proof of stake to have an actual system of checks and balances where it's not three people deciding all the policies for the whole chain because they could leverage vote with other people's tokens. That is that's another thing. Like so, we've been validating since July of last year. Um, never gone down right around 100% vote on every single vote 
we're actively building on the chain and we're one of the only validators to be rejected for a delegation, which, I mean, they had a reason. They said, all right, well, we had our logo on Kepler and not Minscan. Well, that's picking one validator over another. That's a terrible reason to, to shut down someone who's been loyal to the, to, the, to the chain for a year and a half. Since actually, we, even before we were validators, we were, you know, supporting Wait, can the chain. Wait, you, can you repeat that? I, I missed the beginning of that. Can you just repeat that part about the logos? Yeah. So the reason we were re rejected for a delegation was that our logo was on uh, Kepler instead of Minscan. And that was part of the criteria. So we did screw up. I mean, in point of fact, I mean, I was pissed that we got rejected, but I mean, I thought it was such a stupid reason. But the criteria for what? That's the part that I missed. I'm sorry. So you, you, in order to get a delegation, you have to apply for it and you have to the, have a You're talking about the foundation delegations on the hub specifically, right? Yes. So like we were one of the yeah. only validators that applied that didn't get it because we were stupid, honestly. I mean, we, we made a stupid mistake, but I really felt like, okay, well, we're trying to do a lot for the chain. I'm trying to be loyal here. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it does make you think like, well, maybe I, I don't need to be building on this chain and I could be building somewhere else. I just don't think that's a good way of running it. Now we're still loyal to Juno and I'm hoping that gets fixed in the future, but like it is a problem. It, it pushes people away. It gives a bad taste in their mouth. So, I mean, I'm hoping think, we can fix these things. I don't think there's a good way to do foundation delegations because even if you distribute it evenly to every single validator in the set, you just, you raise the bar for someone who's off the active set to get on. And maybe that's not fair, right? So I, I, I don't know if, if there's like a, an answer for that that's going to satisfy everyone. So I don't, I don't know if that's even worth someone like me worrying about. Obviously, if you're a validator, you have to worry about it because then now there's strategy involved in preserving your your business right so it's it, it it's really tough with, with the foundation i've never really gotten involved in the foundation delegations to, to follow what's going on and what the rationale is but that's interesting story that you just told well either you do or you don't but you know for you to say every single person gets it but these guys it just it's like what what are we working so hard for it doesn't give you a good feeling and I got over that in about three days and I'm, I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to move on and we're going to still, you know, we have the support of the community and, and, you know, some people like us and really have stood behind us. And I really appreciate everyone keeping us in, but I mean, it, it, it's hard to compete with the people on the top when they're getting these, these massive delegations. Well, so, well yeah. yeah and, and what happened, Joe, uh, with Adam was really close to what you said. Uh, Crypto Dungeon didn't get an Adam Foundation delegation, and others did, and that got us close to being out of the access set. Was really hurtful, right? And uh, luckily, people in the Juno community stepped up and started uh, donating their Adams over to Crypto Dungeon. And now we're in a better spot again. But it does sting when you have kind of the favoritism of the foundations, right? And it, and it can people who worked hard can lose that spot. So it's a good point that you brought up. Uh, I don't know exactly how you fix it, but um, but yeah, it's it's definitely. It, it makes you feel like sometimes you're in an oligarchy, right? And they're just kind of hand out things to their, the people who have uh, you know, had the handshake agreements with them rather than the people who are just working hard, trying to you know, put their head down and just do do the proper work for the ecosystem independent of what's going on at the those upper political levels. It, it, no, it's really tough. And I think what would partially fix it is if validators we're not voting with their delegated tokens. We're only uh, only voting with their stake tokens for certain types of votes. I don't think for like technical upgrades, I think that only the validators should probably be voting. 
right? But for something like spend proposals or something like that, I I don't think the val the validators some of them have a lot of atom or a lot of tokens that they do stake, but they don't even stake it with their own validator, right? And and that's for different purposes. And I I, I it was explained to me why that is the case, especially in certain countries, why it's is an advantage of doing that, but. It's very hard for delegators to know which validators, aside from the obvious builders, the obvious builders who are building tooling applications and all that, which ones actually have skin in the game and which ones are validating because it's profitable uh, and and how much they're cashing out, yada, 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 right? Because we, we know that there are some validators who don't necessarily care about Cosmos at all. They're high up on the active set. They've been there forever and they're kind of immovable objects. Maybe they don't even vote on proposals. Right, and I mean, that, I guess that's fine too. But now you you might not hit quorum on some important votes if there's too many validators like that. So there's there's definitely some tinkering that can be done. But in general, I think that for, if you if, to be really fair, governance is quite good co compared to other ecosystems. It can always be better, and I think what needs to happen for it to get better is that Cosmos chains need to do different things. I think not every chain should be should be working in a similar way to the next one. I think we need 75 chains doing 75 different methods of governance. And then over time, the best ones will kind of shake themselves out. And then the worst ones will shake themselves out. And then you, 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 you improve, you know, you improve the average over time so that the, the best methods win out. And then you might have the best practices for a, an app chain and then the best practices for a permissionless DeFi platform, right? So that, that that's where I'm at with governance. I think it's interesting that you guys, in particular, you guys are involved in pretty much all facets of the ecosystem, right? You're buying, staking tons of tokens with your own money. You're building applications. Uh, you're building an application. You're launching NFT project. You have multiple validators, and you're talking about providing a platform for other projects to advertise and market. So I think that's extremely interesting, and you know. Validators like you guys, I hope in a year, two years, there are way more contributors like that up and down all the active sets of, of all the validators. I think it, in the end, it's better for aligning interests because the only other way to, to, to solve it is to just unstake tokens and move on to another similar chain that might have slightly better governance in that moment, right? So, yeah, yeah. Awesome. This is a great conversation. I see uh, Jake has his hand up. Jake, I've been wanting to chat with you in the convo for so long. I'm glad that you're in here, man. Um, this, is, this is my favorite topic, and I agree with so many of the points that were brought up. Like, And I think it's important. I especially agree with that last point about we need a lot more experimentation because this is an evolutionary game, and every Cosmos chain has the same staking. Every Cosmos chain has the same governance, right? We actually need more experimentation and diversity um, to like solve some of these challenges. Um, and I think, uh, so we're actually working on a contract with the uh, Reese and Dowdow team, which is basically getting at this idea that I completely agree with you, Joe, validators should really only vote on te technical upgrades. Everything else, like would they, like I think we need, especially things like community spending props and all this like economic stuff. Like this, this should all be like community votes, uh, maybe even an entirely different delegation system, right? Because like, just because you're a validator and you run infrastructure doesn't mean you're qualified to like make decisions about economics or which projects or teams to fund, right? Like, that's like really, really silly. So 
I'm really hoping that like we have this Cosmos native staking contract and you can we can just sidestep all this like bullshit from the Cosmos SDK governance module. Um, and I think we're going to be able to do that really soon on Juno. Um, and then I hope other chains copy it and other chains like also do their own like experimentation in terms of what can be done there. But I think that's a really easy first step. And I think we're going to see that really, really soon. And you'll be able to just vote directly on stuff, right? Without top validators, you know, automatically by default voting for people. I think that's a really easy kind of step forward that we can do in the near term. Um, I think that we touched on a lot of things. And I think that um, one of the other things that I'm really concerned about is validator concentration. Um, and the fact that so many of them have just like no stakes. And I, I think that here again, we need to like actually just embrace experimentation in the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, everyone again has the same staking stuff, right? What if your rewards are directly tied to how much you self-delegate, right? So if you, if you, as a validator, you can get a certain amount for, for free, right? But there's like, at some point you have to have like your own skin in the game. You can't just rely on the delegations of other people. Um, I think another Jay, thing can that I just, we've been toying around. Can I, can I yeah, just for jump sure. in for Sorry. a sec? Yeah, so yeah, totally. I, I, I've been thinking, I remember it was like a year ago, we had this conversation and you were explaining, oh, this is just a parameter that could be changed anytime. Oh, this can definitely happen. We just have to submit it to, um, to for, as a vote or something like that. I remember we were talking about ways to improve the concentration and all that, but something that's really rough that I don't think can get solved at all is the fact that staking is staking really putting skin in the game for for the average person or are the people who provide liquidity on the platform and actually contribute you know code and applications are they the ones that are are putting skin in the game because just simple staking is definitely not the same thing as taking taking on risk to make the platform work better for example let's say osmosis it's an app chain it's a dex how many of the validators on the Osmosis active set have their own money in liquidity pools? Probably not that many and not a significant amount, right? So th there's skin in the game that looks different on different chains. So there's a lot of nuance and I think we need experimentation like you said. And, and this would actually be experimentation because you would have control groups to compare to after a certain amount of time. And then the other thing I wanted to say about the self-stake is I was explained it was explained to me by a validator in Europe who said that it's not cost effective for them to self-stake because of the way the taxes work there. So they stake their own tokens separately, which is interesting because then that's another gray area where a delegator cannot judge unless that, that, that wallet is made public if a validator is even staking their own tokens. So there's, there, there are some obstacles maybe that we just have to deal with or wait until yeah, my a complete better system, you know? Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, and we just have to like, keep working to make better systems. Like you just touched on like so many different things there. And you know, that's like a tall order, but that it's, a, it's good to have a vision and an articulated vision. It's definitely a tall order. Go, right? it, it might, it might be hard, easier for a brand new chain to start from scratch with, with some of these new ideas rather than pivot a chain that's been live for two years and has a bunch of 
applications yeah. and all that. We don't want the easy way, man, though. We want to, like, the Juno Redemption story be, like, a huge arc or a huge narrative. Like, I hear what you're saying. It might be easier, but if we can if we can somehow redeem Juno and bring it out and show the story of it all, man, wouldn't that be... I don't know. That would be next level. I think that on its own is a narrative. Oh, for sure. And you know what? It was funny. I, I was I was on a space the other day, and I realized I was just going through old wallets, and I found a wallet that had a whole bunch of stake Juno on there. And I was like, Jesus, man, I probably had this Juno for like over a year, two years that I didn't even know it was here. And it was, it was, it was staked to Notional who was jailed. I was like, oh God, this is just as well. But I I, ha I still have Juno and uh, I still have a bunch of Juno NFTs because I, I mean, they were good projects, not that many projects, but there were good ones on Juno at one point. And I don't know wh where they went, but anyway, long story <laughs> short, I have staked Juno just with a jail validator. So I got to fix that today. Nice, nice. Uh, Tank, I'm gonna give you one second, buddy. I just want—I had a quick question for Jake because I don't know how long we're gonna have him on here. But um, I, first of all, two things, Jake. Uh, what do you hear about Crypto Dungeon? What you know? Do you like it? Well, I would love to hear you just talk on Crypto Dungeon as a validator and a and a project on Juno. But uh, very clearly, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the fact that Crypto Dungeon is sharing 50% of its profits as a validator with the people playing the game, and if there's a way to help you know, help encourage validators to find ways to share some of that profits. And if that would be something that would help, you know, uh, raise the esteem of the validators and also just help lift the whole Juno and all, all the different ecosystems that are in DowDow. Yeah, really great questions. Um, I love the community work that you guys are doing. I need to like actually check out and play around with your product. I've not done that yet, but I respect the people that are always building a community and I will delegate some Juno to you guys because you guys are doing a great job by hosting the space and having amazing conversations with Joe, right? Like this is this is the kind of stuff we need to be like talking a lot more about. And I think you also brought up, I think, a really good thing that I'd like to see more of. Like with Dada, you can run a DAO run validator and you can actually run a validator across multiple chains. And the the staking rewards um from those chains go to the DAO um, for them to be distributed however the DAO sees fit. And I think this is actually a really great model, what you guys are doing, and that I'd like to see more projects kind of doing, is like creating a DAO around their validator. That's also another way to get like a lot more engagement, right? Uh, rise up in the set, and then also do this kind of like profit sharing thing, again, with people that are using your app. Like those are great ideas. And I think I'd like to see a lot more people experimenting with like validator DAOs. Like that's a one way we can kind of like achieve some decentralization, right? Where we can just have you know, there's always going to be like the SG ones of the world, right? Um, but like, we can help community validators rise up by using community Boo. tools. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disagree with that. I'm, I'm just, I'm a... just, I'm just joking. I'm just, I had, I had one negative run in with with Wolf. I don't know how their validator votes or anything like that. I'm just booing. I think oh, we, we should do. We, we should definitely need to do concentration of the validator set at the top. Like what? The Cosmos Hub Nakamoto coefficient is like six. It's like yeah, uh, it, it's even worse if you look at it geographically, Jake. I don't know if you looked at Observatory dot zone, but the Cosmos Hub is like it's like five places that have validators, and there's like a town in Germany that has almost no people in it that has like eleven or twelve hub validators in it. So is that like one dude? Like I like it has to be right, or 
are they all it's got to be the, the Hetzner same... data center they're all using the same yeah, data so they're center using, they're using the same data center so they're even amazon doesn't do that right so th th there's there's other things the nakamoto coefficient i think is is just it's just a number that you can look at but it's it, it tells a fraction of the story it's almost like yeah there's Trump, it's like when Trump was president, he was always pointing at the stock market. Oh, look, the stock market is doing good. Therefore, all my policies are good, right? It's it's Nakamoto coefficient is kind of a distraction, I think. I agree. It's just one metric, right? And then I think the point you just brought up is there's like many aspects to decentralization, right? You could have a, a Nakamoto coefficient of 100, but if they're all in the same fucking data center, if that data center shuts down, well, great. Like there's many aspects. This is a great point, I think. Nakamoto coefficient is just one metric for decentralization and we need to almost come up with some other metrics and like like geographic distribution or like you know data center distribution right um oh yeah. for sure and you know Jake I just I just did a recorded interview today with the uh, founder of um Thorchain and I'm going to release some clips but there are a few spicy ones in there about proof of stake governance and he said he's willing to do a space anytime to discuss his views, but direct quote from the video, I'll put it on Twitter. It's so funny. He said, voting with tokens is complete asinine bullshit. And um, he was giving some alternatives, but we didn't go too deep into it. He's like, we'll do a separate space just for this. I would love to do that because he's got, he's got some ideas of how governance should work. And I think it's, it would be an experiment compared to what happens in Cosmos now. And it would be cool if you you could uh, I'll I'll loop you in. It'd be cool if we could we could do this. Me, you, Tank, whoever else wants to uh, get involved, and of course some validators. I mean, I mean, I think that's great. I think we need to be having a lot more of these like public conversations. We can't just like rest on the status quo, right? We need to be. Uh, oh yeah, there's always a more experiments. You, you can't. Yeah, you can't keep saying we're early, we're early, we're early, and then think that. Yep. There's no better way to do every everything can be done better. So yeah, I'll I'll loop you in when I when I set it up. Sweet. Yeah, I would love to love to be part of that. I think it's yeah, that's an important conversation to have. And uh you know, I think in terms of Juno, we're just one chain, regardless of how you feel about it. But like the only way that we find any redemption is if we just keep running experiments and not being happy with the status quo. Like we just have to, you know, push forward and Try a bunch and, of you know, crazy Jake, new stuff. Juno has a lot of competitors now in terms of like permissionless Cosmosm DeFi platforms, and it's possible that the chain that outcompetes the others and just does better has the better governance, even if they don't have the best apps and the best tokenomics and you know the best most colorful website. That's very possible because governance is involved in everything on these chains. So there's that as well. Yeah, I completely agree. It's hard to say what the economic value of good governance is, but you know, um, I have this theory that you know, if we can make the strongest DAO, that will inevitably lead to, you know, positive economic developments, like somehow. Um, and I think that the work we're doing with the charter is actually really pretty interesting, and it's a good experiment. I'm not going to pretend it's going to be like perfect or whatever. There'll probably be a lot of things to always iterate on and learn on. We should just never be satisfied. Everything can always be better, like you said. And yeah. Um, I, I'd love to just jump in real quick. And like I've heard a couple of times people saying, you know, some of the decisions made recently, if if they had all been un, kind of undone, 
we'd be in a better spot. And like I'm, I'm I was talking about earlier. I, I love your tag interchain maxi. I'm, I'm there as well. Um, and I'm loving, like uh, we had a call crypto, uh, tank here. He hosted between, uh, Migaloo and, uh, Juno. And, um, there's, you know, there's, that, that was a, a prop that went up the ride, uh, ride the whale. It got rejected. Then they had Astroville come in. Um, I just, you know, your DAOs, Dow Dow, uh, has been connecting. I'm super guppy. I'm part of the, the team. We, we have a, a Dow Dow on, uh, yeah, it's Migaloo Dow Dow. And I know that they're going to set up a sale osmosis Migaloo Dow and, and you have osmosis have Dow Dows and it's, it's kind of spreading, right? And it came out of Juno. Um, I just love to hear a little bit about your thoughts on the interchain. Like, uh, is there ways for groups like, like a Migaloo and a Juno or like uh, other groups in Juno, um, to connect these ways and start to do some more, you know, interaction like what what happens if the the white wheel decks had more activity with with juno um uh, these type of things a lot of people are asking and kind of kind of feeling like looking back like if you had done the exact opposite in a few of these governance choices juno would be way further ahead already but it feels like we've kind of shooting our foot as we go i don't know if that's your sentiment but i just love to hear your thoughts on on those things yeah i i get that feeling um and i would have liked to see like Okay, so here's here's my thoughts on that like pretty big topic. It we need to I think there's a huge role for like the operations department to like go forward and work with some of these teams and like structure good deals and like interchain partnerships, right? Like I, I really do think that in many ways we'd we would have all been better off if we instead of trying to have our own fucking decks, we're just like fuck make it as easy to integrate with osmosis and like just be a true interchain maxis at, at Juno. Um there we we need to like i think this all comes down to governance as well at the end of the day as so many things that i i know i'm gonna sound like a broken record here but um like it comes down to governance and giving people the tools to like collaborate you know DAO tooling is really important because then you can have we can code all the different checks and balances to make some some of these deals go through uh having things like the operations sub DAO allows for like people to do a lot more vetting. I personally try to like not take sides on these things, right? Because I don't want to play favorites. And also because I just want to like dev and build cool like governance stuff and not worry about so much of the bullshit of like this decks versus this decks or this team versus this team. Like way too much drama in the past for that. <laughs> like uh um but like we really need to like build like the governance tools as communities so that we can structure these deals so that they make sense. So there's proper checks and balances. Um, and you know, doubt is one path forward for that, but it's also about how we organize ourselves. I think things like the operations department are great because that's where teams can go and get like real feedback, right. Um, that we then present to the like community. Um, and teams definitely need those kind of touch points, right? Like right now, I think the only, way to get like real feedback on your prop is you put it up on commonwealth but everyone knows that no one really cares about it on commonwealth and gives zero engagement until it's actually live on chain um so i think having like you know smaller groups or sub DAOs that like kind of help people like structure some of these things using DAO tooling to ensure there's like proper like checks and balances like we now have veto with DAO, DAO which is really powerful uh you can have the community pool veto stuff which is really sick um we just did that the other day um we have sub DAOs already so that means like the community can be like in full control of the funds um like we just have to like leverage these new tools to uh structure these interchain kind of agreements and deals 
Um, and I will say, like, we need to like just get really good at this because we're about to enter the mesh security era. And in mesh security, it's all about forging alliances with other chains. Well, yeah, you're, you're, it's, this is happening. So I don't know if you know uh, Seb from Whale. He's like the the you know the the big cheese over there, or one of them. Anyways, uh, he he has this Ofer DAO he just started, and it's uh, his own little pet project. It's on DAO DAO, but it's a Miglo DAO DAO, and like this is this is cool to see, man. It's the interchange stuff is happening on DAO DAO. It's like it's like exploding really as far as I can see. I, I'm seeing different like Terra people talking about it. I'm seeing so there is a chance that. You know, Juno can you know use this as part of its uh, interchain, as you said, kind of uh, specialty. Um, and we know that I think Crypto Tank brought this up. Like there was a deal where Dow Dow and Juno kind of exchanged tokens. Um, how's that going to help out Juno in the long run? Do you think? How, how's Dow Dow uh, growing? And uh, help Juno? Because you know, I'm, there's only so much I'm going to say about this particular topic on a recorded space, but I would be willing to wager that the DAO tokens will be more valuable than the Juno chain itself. Well, there you have it, guys. There's some alpha. Ooh, all right. <laughs> well, hopefully that'll help the Juno chain, right? If, it, if they're more help, uh, if they're more valuable. Than it can, you know, and... I think, I think it is, what I, if I could give one piece Hello. of advice to the Juno community, stop thinking in terms of a chain and just think in terms of a DAO. And how can we make, we're, we're a DAO that happens to have a chain, which is great. Um, but how can we like make make the most effective DAO in the interchain and inter mesh ourselves with all the other interesting protocols out there and figure out and structure the best partnerships and agreements? Um, like community is the only moat in crypto. There will all be always be like another new permissionless smart contract chain. There will always be more DeFi products out there. Like how many DEXs are there? There's so many. Um, at the end of the day, it's just like all about community and building the most robust community we can and like being an experimental place where people come to try out new things and like leverage the tools to take the most advantage of the interchain, right? It doesn't matter if we're like, if a DEX is on our chain, if we're getting fucking fees from it, let's go. That's yield. That's, you know, like, it's like, we need to just like adapt for the interchain era and it's not like... Sure, we're going to do cool things with the chain as well and push forward a lot of the experimentations and solve a lot of the problems that have come up in this call or try our best to. But like, who cares if it, like, it doesn't have to like run on the Juno chain for it to be advantageous and profitable for the Juno community. But we need right. to like get our act together as a DAO so we can like make sure these agreements are aligned and there's proper checks and balances in place. Well said, man. Oh, that's exciting stuff to hear. Like, thank you. That's a uh, that's some real alpha right there. I think that, that kind of forward thinking vision. So, wow, we got a lot of people on. I see I see Rama join the call. I just wanted to uh, jump uh, up on the on the note of like you know how how does uh, the the DAO token swap with Juno? Uh, everyone was like, oh, you know, Juno's going down. Yeah, it was. Everything was going down. You know, Juno will go up. And there's kind of precedence there around like a token swap, right? Uh, you always get the best deal when you kind of help fund and, and build DAO DAO into the app that it is now, but uh. You know, DowDow and Enterprise are like, you know, tens of millions of dollars in application value, right? Might not be recognized now, but like when everyone realizes that like shit on ETH and, and ETH L2s and the DAO tooling there is rubbish, uh, and these two applications, both of them, are really good, then investment's going to come into those applications and uh, TFL is pretty rich, right? So like they don't necessarily need a token. DowDow has a token. There's an opportunity for people you know, 
institutions, et cetera, to invest in those. Uh, and then, you know, if DAO DAO ends up being pulled with some form of token, then it gets a monetary value, right? So uh, Juno got a pretty sweet deal. I think it was like 10% of the supply over a few years. Uh, you know, if or when DAO DAO becomes monetized, then you know, Juno's you know, stands to profit substantially from that, just as uh, Neutron and Atom with the kind of airdrop clawback, you know, Atom stands to benefit you know, substantially when Neutron gets to like five dollars, right? So same type of deal. Uh, and then, you know, the, the relationship there, you know, doesn't have to like just live on Juno. Uh, once you've got the tokens, they're, they're Junos, they can do whatever they want with them. Uh, and, you know, DAO tooling, as much as, you know, people kind of laugh about DAOs and stuff, you know, I'm, I'm of that opinion at the moment. Um, the tooling is really fucking good to build communities. And, you know, at the end of the day, what is crypto? It's communities. So if you've got a bunch of people who can do cool shit on chain, then, you know, those people are going to align. They're going to do cool shit. And I think like now that, you know, we're in this little bull market, I think what we'll see is like more of these kind of community-based DAOs. Like if you look at floor DAOs and stuff on Ethereum, they're fucking huge. So why don't we have that shit in Cosmos and utilizing DAO tooling to do those things on, you know, on Stargaze? Why, why aren't community DAOs and investment DAOs, you know, LPing and like, you know, generating revenue um, through like trading activity and all this stuff? Like it, it you know, now's the time to be doing that stuff because you know token prices are going up people should be more engaged and you know just got to get involved and do that stuff like there's plenty of opportunities for DAOs to kind of invest and make money and build communities so you know do that shit the toolings are only getting better get involved and, and do it yeah man that's yeah. exactly what this Oprah DAO is like it's it's doing exactly that on Migaloo DAO DAO it's it's kind of mind-blowing like you're you're seeing the possibilities now with the DAO DAO of opening up whole new worlds like you just said so Tank I'm sorry but I know you've been uh wanting to chat for a while you had your hand up there no and, it's all uh, good I, I actually gotta get going guys um I just want to say great conversations Rama you sound like you're in a, a total recall environment the good total recall with Arnold I don't know what was going on back there but it, it made me fantasize anyway guys uh yeah I, I think a lot of these things that i was going to answer anyway uh kind of got discussed but great space uh later crypto dungeon later guys <laughs> enjoy my family time yeah man <laughs> much love tank thanks for everything buddy thanks for getting this thanks, going tank. I, I think we should take um one of those quotes from rama and jake you have the poll i'm looking at the juno website right now the incubator of the interchain Nobody knows what that is unless they're already in Cosmos. But I think we put the quote from Rama right underneath that. Let's do cool shit. I think that will resonate in crypto. It's not specific. It's It says shit right in the, in the catchphrase. I think that would be tremendous on the landing page. Let's do cool shit. I think it works. Fuck yeah. And sorry, sorry, about, sorry about the background noise. Yeah, I'm at the pub. I'm having a good time enjoying a beer. It's, it's just around lunch at the moment. Um, the, the let's do cool shit. I actually stole that from my fiat job. Um, our like internal slogan is get shit done because like, you know, don't pussyfoot around, don't fuck around, just get shit done. Like just get in, fucking do it. So, you know, do cool shit is kind of like, you know, the, the slim down version. All right. You just kind of ruined it there, but I'll give you credit for coming up with something useful. <laughs> This is a good. This is a good shit right here, man. Thank you for all this, you guys. Like, I'd love to hear uh, Lee. Like, you know, we had a lot of people come in here, um, and you know, say some really cool things. At, 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 you know, from a crypto dungeon perspective, what do you hear? What do you, what do you like? What do you want resonating? You know, any questions for anyone here? 
You know, I, I think it would be good if people watched our streams on YouTube because I, I think a lot of people still don't really know what our project's about and what our game's about. We have several games that we're producing. Um, so the first one is going to be public January 7th, which is 10 days. And then we have a hardcore version coming out later that month, hopefully. We have a card game we're producing, which could be tokenized in NFTs. And then long-term, there's a video game. But a lot of a lot of what we're coming out with is coming out early this year. So, I mean, it, it's amazing that people really haven't heard much about us yet. So if you guys have questions, feel free to, to jump up and ask away. Yeah, when you watch those videos, like Crypto Tank did one, um, you you kind of catch the why crypto and Dungeons and Dragons does have a fit, even if not everyone in crypto likes Dungeons and Dragons, not everyone in Dungeons and Dragons likes crypto. When you see the live games, you kind of see this this awesome possibilities of keeping the live feel of games with a, a real live dungeon master, but also, you know, allowing the, the, for the fact that when you're playing, you're actually making money because you're, you're getting shares of the, the uh, validator basically and you're, and you're staking it to the Dow Dow and you're making the, the, the coin there. So um, it's, it's a, it's a great win-win on, on both sides where you have like best gaming experience probably possible, but also this cool crypto side and, and opening up people who aren't used to crypto to it and, and hopefully opening up crypto people to this, this gaming experience as well. So yeah, definitely go look at uh, the crypto dungeon um, YouTube and watch some of these games. So the first game is going to be January 7th in the new year. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of us who have uh, the Ultra Rares playing that one, and there's going to be one on January 14th as well. Uh, I think it's 9 p.m. Eastern, both these ones, and we're going to have more games. So if you guys want to play, come talk to us. We want to eventually have a like a a kind of like an influencer night where you have a bunch of you guys kind of uh, playing the game and experiencing it and kind of getting to know things. So uh, talk to us if you want to try to come uh, play one of those games. I think it'd be a lot of fun. So. Yeah, that sounds awesome. We'll we'll check out the videos. I'm sorry for not, it's impossible to keep track of everything that's happening. Oh yeah, man, um, there's there's much going on. But yeah, no, games are fun. Um, and actually, like, we built this uh, thing with uh, Lead Society, and it's a new type of game. It's called Blotto. It has a very terrible UI, but you know it's open source, so maybe that's another thing you guys can look at and like potentially build a game around those contracts. I think they're like pretty solid. But it's like a compet it's like a competitive team game sort of around resource allocation. So maybe I'll, I'll send you a link. Yeah, yeah, do that. That's interesting. I think we it would just be cool to see someone do something with it, right? And you know, um it's just uh it's a pretty degen game. And so like uh I always uh I like working on degen shit, but I try to like stay out of like launching meme coins and completely degen games but uh you guys might i'll, I'll send you a link nice i, I came into that. one of your sessions jake when you were teaching how to code and like if i actually knew how to code there's an amazing amount of stuff that we could probably pull off that i'm staying away from so we like our game is largely not on the blockchain except for the nfts and a couple other things but if i could get some knowledge on that or actually get some of our team to to learn how to do that a little bit better i think we could do so much so yeah, absolutely. definitely. I, I think that there's also when talking about blockchain games, I think that there's there's different ways to look at it, right? I think when we think of games, we think of video games, right? Which are have like really great user interfaces and graphics and all that stuff, right? Um, but then there's also just games that I think happen in crypto all the time. Like if you think of DeFi and even meme coins, all this stuff is just games, right? Um, and 
So one of the things I think that is like a really interesting class of games in crypto is like these games that don't play out in real time, right? But they like play out over the span of like days um, rather than like we're going to sit down for 30 minutes and play a round of League of Legends or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just like there's so it's much to like sweet. innovate what, what on. We're doing, of... What we're doing is kind of like that. Sick. I need we to actually, like, so... watch, watch all the videos oh. before I say anything dumb i know man no, I, mean, good. I haven't really mentioned this but like so the the reason why we picked the dungeon master that we did he's already kind of doing what i wanted to do uh he has a server of about 100 people that are all playing in a different they're, they're all playing in different sessions but they're in the same world so they do interact and what one team does can have an impact on every single other player in the game so it is a it's an MMO, but it's actually a live RPG. So it's it's a little bit weird. It's actually like playing real D and I mean, I can't I can't really say it any other way except we're using a three D graphical interface. But you are streaming with video and audio, so you see all your friends and you see the dungeon master, and he's a voice actor, and it's fun when everyone kind of gets into character. I'm I'm trying to get better at it myself. But yeah, well, yeah, there, there's I mean, a bunch. It sounds of, like we need to do a live stream with a bunch of like Cosmos influencers and all play D and D and stream it. Dude, that would be so sick. I, we would. I love will that. fund. I will fund that if you guys want to, because like we have the bandwidth to do it. Um, each of our games costs about five thousand dollars a year if you want to play a full year. But if you're only going to play one game or two games, it's really not that expensive. So if you got a group that wants to play, um, I'll, I'll set it up. We'll invite you. Yeah, Jake, we'll, we'll send out some uh, comments and try to get the good the good folks out there. If you have anyone that you'd like to play with, tell us, because uh, we'll invite them out. That would be really sick, because it's kind of, you know, a lot, a lot of people have been loving the Dungeons & Dragons since the whole Stranger Things, right? It's helped kind of catch that vibe, and and you, you, if you, you see the DM, he's 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 hilarious, man. He's a really good actor. He's a voice actor. He's, like, just does his stuff, and uh, and yeah, Crypto Tank was doing some really cool stuff on it before, so we'd love to have you, Jake. That's a, that's a definitely invite we'd take you up on and get cosmos joe in there too man he, he says he wouldn't play too much but you come play a game man and just uh enjoy yeah. one for the team i think we should just do it with all the dgens you know joe rama tank like let's just yeah that sounds fun that sounds perfect love it i think it would be i think it'd be great to force rama to teach me how to play the game when i'm completely inept at games i think that would be great for youtube so you don't need <laughs> how to play you need no experience whatsoever so there's a session zero where you're actually going to learn the how two, to play. We could have the two, the two worst accents in Web3 getting frustrated at each other during a live stream. I think that would be, with a chat going, I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it up, Joe. That's awesome. I'd love to hear you and Rama going at it. That'd be amazing. And Tank trying to control the whole thing. <laughs> That'd be special. And then Jake would just be coming in with some genius moves out of nowhere. I'm sure he'd be like, I'm going to do this, this, this. Does that work? And it's like he bl blows open and destroys a dragon all his own or something. Like, it'll be, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. You give me too much credit. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I, I'm sure you'd have the strategies, though. We, we know. We watch. <laughs> Oh man, this has been a great call. I've been really appreciate it. I don't know, Lee, if you if there's anything else. I I see uh, also um uh I think Reaper's in the house, uh, the people's money, buddy. How you doing, man? I know you're part of uh 
join up with the team as well. And uh, if you don't know the People's Money, they're they're uh, starting a charity online for the homeless, but they're also a crypto project and and also a construction company that they're going to help hire the the homeless. And and uh, so they're they're on Polygon. They're not here on. Uh, you know, in Cosmos yet, but he's he's got introduced to Cosmos. He's fallen in love with it, and we're hoping this whole Polygon connection to the Cosmos is going to be a good way for uh, to kind of bridge over that what's going on with people's money. But um, yeah, Reaper, any any comments here? No, I'm just listening to y'all, man. What what part of the Cosmos did you fall in love with? I'm curious about um, that. I started with Autumn. I'll be honest with that. Until I met Holly here. And I got into stars. And then that's when I got into Crypto Dungeon. When I met Crypto Dungeon, I pretty much got into Juno. Well, I mean, I'm pretty deep into the cosmos now. See, the Crypto Dungeon cool. does draw people in, man. <laughs> well, I'm also like fully, fully uh, staked with uh, Crypto Dungeon, too. Well, you're uh, you're speaking with uh, Cosmos Joe, who's one of the the great influencers of the Cosmos, and then Jake there, he's one of the guys who actually uh, created Stargaze. So, um, yeah, man, you're you're already talking to some of the the movers and shakers of the Cosmos here. So, we're looking forward to somehow bridging uh, your charity into because I really believe that charities need more connections. I know one of the problems is we've seen it in uh, you know with Aqua here, and there's a lot of debate about that. Uh, I do think there must be ways for for charities to be able to interact with crypto. And I think what you're doing with the help in the homeless is going to be one of those things that can help be, kind of light a way of, Hey, there are, there are ways to do this, right? Uh, you got, I know you got your charity license you're working on. You uh, almost done. You, you got your business license. You're like, you're doing this legit and as, as a real business. So um, I appreciate how you're doing that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the co-founder and uh, me, the founder. Uh, yeah. We go definitely KYC and multiple providers uh once again like once once everything is filed i mean everything will be out public so every every decision we make will be in public eye nice i appreciate you joining the team here with the crypto dungeon and like you said staking on the validator and just getting the word out and trying to again trying to get people from polygon into the cosmos i think you're going to be one of those conduits hopefully where we can see that happening because that's something we really need in the cosmos is as you find it like you did you know once you see it you're like whoa this is amazing uh and and polygon people i know they like the cheaper fees just like we do in cosmos because i remember i first started crypto went to eth for like two seconds I, was like, I don't like this and then someone showed me cosmos i was like this is my spot so i'm hoping and uh, we can help make that connection with the polygon across, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Eventually. Sweet. Man, well, how long have we been going here? I don't know if we should call this a a, a, a time or not, or <laughs> I just saw the, the interchain maximalist. Nice, Jake. That's good. We're gonna have to retweet that. If you if you're seeing in the little nest there, we gotta retweet that tweet from Jake. Uh because that that happened here I mean, it's right? an infinitely better tagline infinitely better <laughs> i think it was hey, holy can I you post you give... can you post the uh videos from from youtube on here yeah i can try to do that i'm gonna find them here um yes i'll figure that out nice infinitely better uh tag though i think you're right man i, I love it's something i love about the like 
Twitter spaces, like things just happen, right? You just kind of talk and then these things, type of things connect. And all of a sudden, like we're, you know, talking about some really uh, positive moves, I think, for uh, what we're looking at in terms of the, the ability for Juno to, to revive. And I, I do hope that there's a chance, like, you know, if you have to press restart, we could, but there's something really possible here that's really cool. So nice. Jake, this I is just like old question. old times when we were all rich before the market crashed. All these <laughs> all these fun spaces. You know, I think uh, I'm glad it's in the bull market again. We uh, we really needed it. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> I see someone popped up. Uh, Kyle, you just popped up the speaker. Uh, hey, brother, what's up? Well, good morning. I, I don't bring the elegance of the other speakers on the panel but from a pleb perspective um dungeons and dragons you know i was a early edition one dragon player when i was a kid so it does speak to me this um what you're doing here but but where do people where do people access the nfts this is on stargaze what's the collection yeah if you go to stargaze yeah, go to Stargaze and you type in uh, Crypto Dungeon and you'll you'll see them there. Um, we, we minted out, but you can buy some. And then uh, if you go to the Crypto Dungeon, we have a, uh, our Twitter is Crypto Dungeon MA. And then you can go to our, our Discord and you can talk to people there. And um, But yeah, there's uh, CryptoDungeon.org is our website. Um, and definitely come on to the NFTs at Stargaze and you can, you can uh, buy them there on the, you know, make some offers or buy some that are on for sale. Yeah, okay. Because I've been trying to bring people from Polygon over to Cosmos for quite some time. And I think there's been a, you know, the recent meme coin activity has given an incentive for people to actually download the Kepler wallet and get engaged in the Cosmos ecosystem. So if this is, you know, a gaming opportunity for people to get involved, you know, I think that's a great initiative. So I appreciate the conversation and uh, thanks. Thanks for having me up here to, to speak at, yeah, thank you, man. That's really encouraging to us to hear someone from Polygon, you know, saying exactly what we we're hoping for. I just want to throw one thing to you. Like, I don't know if you tried the Leap Wallet. It was just two weeks ago. I finally jumped to it. I was, I, I'm a cute creature of habit. I didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do it. I finally did it. It is so good for what's happening, and, and especially it has coins from systems that Kepler's not really up on yet. Like, I, I, I still have my Kepler as well. But I just want to say, if you're bringing new people in, maybe try Leap as well, because I find it, it, people really love Leap. It looks really good. You can see your NFTs right in the, the wallet itself. And um, it has more of the coins, especially the obscure coins. Um, but yeah, Kyle, man, thanks for, for, for being a bridge. Uh, no problem. I've, I've tried to do it the whole way through. You know, we were doing Kadena to Terra before the collapse. Yeah. It was a great way to intermingle communities. So I'm really hoping the XDFi wallet was starting would make some appearance. You know, it seems to be hardly spoken about. But um no, I appreciate the word. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That was encouraging. See, this is exactly what we're talking about. Happening right in the space. So I love it. It's amazing because I- that was like that was my whole goal. I was like, it's what I've been saying is like, all right, if we can bring people into Cosmos ecosystem we can make Cosmos ecosystem do better. So like we all win. It's, you know, by helping everyone else, we help ourselves. It's kind of. There's a huge, exactly- there's a, there, there's a huge void, man. There, when times were better, as far as prices, there were spaces like this going on every night, overnight, wake up at five in the morning, space is still going. So there's definitely a void. You guys can kind of secure your semi-regular Twitter space slot. 
from now. And I think it'll right. be almost like, um, because there were NFT projects that did that, that are no longer here. And they really had, they were doing giveaways. They had games, they had, um, other projects come on. They were doing the news. It was, it was like, uh, like a dependable series of spaces every week. And oh, man, go away. a huge void. Cause the market went down. I think I, I, I'm going to take that piece people of advice. Got, people got wrecked. A lot of people were in anchor protocol, to be honest with you, a lot. So, so we, uh, that, we built this whole thing in the bear. Yeah, man. That's why I'm excited about this bull. Cause we're going to see it bull. Like we're going to see it go. Right. I think a lot of people within Polygon are focusing more on Ethereum and Solana being a layer two for Ethereum. And a lot of their initiatives have been pushed into attracting communities from Solana or Ethereum, but they're not given enough focus to what's happening in Cosmos. And like I'm an observer from, from the background and I'm a boomer and I don't understand as much as, you know, the intelligent people within this ecosystem, but I said to Robbo last night, you know, I appreciate the fact that Tank and Rama and you guys and Hoss are, are there speaking about it regularly because it really does inform people with this knowledge. And I think, you know, you guys are the key to people when they come and the bull run is actually really running hard because you are the informed part of the community that's able to initiate conversations. So it's, yeah, I mean, I get a lot of information out of these spaces, but anything that we can do to create cross-chain interoperability is a great initiative as I see it. Nice. Well, yeah, and uh, TPM, uh, People's Money, and, and you should connect as a Polygon connections here too. So really appreciate that. Like, And what Cosmos was saying there, uh, Joe, like, um, you're right. We should, we're going to have to pick a space. We can't be this time. I usually teach a class. I, I'm a university professor. I usually teach a class at this time um, on Thursday. So we'll have to pick a different time, but maybe the Saturday morning. I, I like the Saturday morning because it's like Saturday morning cartoons kind of. I used to watch Dungeons and Dragons cartoon when I was a kid. Like, so, uh, but I don't know. We'll talk with Lee. will have to be the final say on that, but well, that's a good point. The thing is, yeah, one in three weekends I'm rounding on patients in the hospital. So it's right. Uh, yeah, we'll have, have to figure that out, but. But we'll pick up. Yeah. We'll pick a time that hopefully will be a regular as possible, right? And then if you can't yeah, make same it, here. same here. And I'll, I'll we, we have um. There's someone that has a calendar out, and we can make sure we're not overlapping too badly with the other spaces. Because listen, if nice. Adam gets to like twenty bucks, there'll be spaces like five, six at a time. Like all of a sudden, when the prices start to cooperate, everybody's feeling good, and that we all want to chit chat on spaces. It makes a big difference. And uh, I'm telling you, we had we had one space. I, I think I popped on and off the space like five times over two days and it was the same space going on. <laughs> That's yeah, my, my, it was like 30 something hours and it was like uh, Cosmos spaces. Um, I think it was like raccoon supply people. They were just taking turns hosting. I'm definitely missing some people, but yeah, it was like, it was like 35 hours or some shit. And I, I was, I just had a kid. I was up all night and I was on and off the space from like one night into the next morning. It was awesome. <laughs> love it oh man it's got good crew here man we'll we'll i take your advice there joe and hopefully we'll have you on to the next space that we're on too we love having you here you're great presence here and and we lost tank unfortunately kind of early but uh he's he's just been such a uh, a tank for us and for juno and everyone right yeah. so i see uh, robo in the crowd there you guys yeah but well, we love him man I love what he's doing with Juno. Like, I really feel like he's, you know, by strength of his will, just trying to hold the thing together. Like, like a lot of you are, but the, like as a, as a public figure, right? 
Yeah, I think we just need new leaders leaders in the space, right? And we need diverse set of leaders. You know, you can't just let the devs run everything. Like we need to actually get more people involved in the DAO that are not just devs. And I think that the great thing about Juno is that we don't have kings and it's like needs to it needs to be bottom up and we need new leaders to emerge. Nice. And I think Tank Tank is a great example of that. That's well said, man. Wow, Jake, I know this is a topic for another space, but I would love to talk about like how DAOs can be planned so that you have a mixture of talents and interests within one sub-DAO, whether it be like uh, someone who's involved in crypto law, somebody who's involved in accounting, someone who actually left traditional finance to do Web3 full-time. I feel like there's so much value to those those, those I mean, backers. we could just we could just do a space after this one. I I think that <laughs> yes. it's a this is a fucking key thing we need to get right. Um, and I think that too often, you know, devs are great. I'm a dev, but like too often, like we need to actually balance out those perspectives, right? Like you can't just put the devs in charge of everything. I know some people want that, but like we need exactly what you're talking about, right? We need other people to come in with their expertise and skills, right? Like I don't well, want. Yeah, sorry. No, I was gonna say I agree with you because I'm 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 watching what's going on with Reese, and you can just see him getting tired and tired, man. Like I, I could see it, right? All, all this stuff, all the politics, everything draining him, right? It's like, yeah, like I he think, program, man. Like I don't, that's what I felt. That vibe. I'm yeah, getting. I've, I've talked I've talked with him afterwards. You know, we have to keep in mind he's like 22, um, and oh, everyone's man. always always learning, right? And yeah. I think that you know it's like good to have these experiences and like. You know, the thing is, we, we, we just need to, like, not believe in kings, right? And not believe in saviors, right? Like, and also just let people worry about just, like, their, like, niche, right? Like, I just, I think Reese actually kind of learned this lesson a little bit. I don't want to put words into his mouth, but, like, you know, like, politics and chain politics is super fucking exhausting. And it's really easy to get burnt out about that. And, like, sometimes yeah. it's good to just be, like, a little bit more heads down. But we need other people in the community to, like help provide those other like softer skills kind of leadership roles. Like we really need people like you actually don't want people like me or Reese, like fucking structuring, like some deal with like another chain for like protocol owned liquidity or whatever. Like, yeah, we're devs, but we have zero qualifications for that. Right. Like, and also we probably are distracted by a lot of other things. And so like, um, and then inevitably what also happens is then that deal will create a whole bunch of drama and then the devs get like sucked up in all that drama. Right. And then our, yeah. then we all get miserable and that's when people start getting burnt out and stuff. Right. So it's like, yeah, by, by actually bringing in more people, as Joe said, and more diverse sets of skills, you actually keep your like core devs and contributors from getting super burnt out on all this like politics and bullshit stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that, that's wisdom, right? And, and protecting that kind of learned, brain learned the hard learned the hard way. There was a lot of stuff with Juno where it's like I just honestly wanted nothing to do with like all this stuff, and it was so draining. And I realized like fuck all this like politics and like funding projects and stuff like this. I want nothing to do with it. It really burns me out, and I don't have necessarily the time to like invest in like you know. Um, looking out for the interests of the community there. Like we're much better served by like other people with diverse perspectives, like tank or whatever coming in and, you know, like yeah. helping represent the interests of the community. Oh, uh, bro. I understand. Like I was running a, 
a couple different nonprofits and uh, you start to learn your, what you like to do and what you don't like to do. And you start to realize like, okay, I'm, I'm good at this part. I'm good at the people part. I'm good at uh, the connecting part. I'm good at the speaking part, but this kind of admin running these things, I, I'm not as good. At, I want someone really good to fit into that. But, uh, but you kind of, when you get put to, as the head of an org, they kind of, you're supposed to be all things, right? Priest, prophet, and king. You got to do all the jobs. It's kind of like, I can do two of these maybe, but trying to do all of it is, it's too much. And and then it, like you said, it burns people out and, and it, it's not necessary. It's just that we like to, like, I love what you said, we like to make kings. And then, you know, kings can be good at different things. Like some, some kings are good at uh, connecting with people and other ones are good at, you know, managing, running people. Other ones are good at planning. And so you, you know, anyone who's in leadership needs to uh, make their gifts shine and lift them up and then let other people fill in the spots where they're not gifts it in and i think maybe crypto is just young enough that they don't really realize that and they just kind of lift someone up and throw them into here do all this stuff and it, it's it's just not healthy yeah totally yeah, we, don't, uh, we don't even have a leader no, no no go ahead yeah yeah that's the that's the i think that's the idea and it seems very a lot of people are going to be frustrated with this about about this especially in the short term but if you can actually build like a real decentralized ecosystem with multiple leaders instead of just one, I really do think that's like much stronger in the long term. Um, unless you have like just like the perfect leader, like Vital Vitalik or whatever, like or Anatoly. I think Anatoly is like a really great leader. But in Cosmos, we kind of have this much more you know, <laughs> complicated environment. Um, but we really do need to. We need multiple leaders, right? And one of the things I like about the uh, Juno Charter structure is there's a lot of checks and balances in place, right? But the departments, and we can always add more departments or even projects as sub DAOs. Um, each of those can have their leader that's specialized in that certain thing, right? Like I think we need an ops leader just as much as we need a dev leader, and those are not going to be the same person, right? Likely, most likely, they're not going to be the same person. Um, and we just want to make sure that, you know, people are working together for the shared goal of like improving the community and like making Juno the best, the best it can be. Um, but yeah, we, we need like multiple leaders and not just a culture of like, you know, one leader. And it's like, at one point that was like me, people are like, you should step up to be like the le leader of Juno. It's like, I'm not sure if I want that. Uh, then it became Reese. Right. And it's like, we need to do if we don't want people to get burnt out because it's like a lot of pressure to put on one person right it's a lot of pressure to put on someone like reese like we need to um just share the load and let like make space for like new leaders to like emerge from the community and like support those new leaders yeah it'll happen uh, if you allow that space it's just one of the hard parts i think is uh new blood coming in and not feeling as welcome when they come you know they start, start talking on the boards and there's there's old blood there and then the old blood doesn't trust the new people because they don't know the history and so there's a lot to overcome but it's doable like you said you, you can start to see people rise up and they use their gifts in the in the spaces that they're able to and you'll start to see a, a kind of natural organic formation of leadership so hopefully uh that continues it feels like you know i feel a lot better even after this conversation than it was before the conversation uh just even here in tank of those because earlier i could hear his voice kind of like you know earlier this week or last week just stressed out like hey is this gonna even work and so i feel like we're starting to hear hope arrive again for juno um even though there's been kind of like lots of different drama um that's kind of just the the nature of the chain right so hopefully uh we're gonna see some of this um redemption arc start to happen yeah and the way we make the redemption redemption art arc happen is like live up to our new motto right let's do cool shit 
Let's like <laughs> run interesting experiments. Um, and I think, you know, the charter has taken a while to like put together, but you know, we're almost there, right? We've got the council up. There's going to be a prop to dissolve core one over the next like day or two. And then like the council is going to have funds in it. Two million Juno going back to the community pool, like lots of good stuff on the way. And then we're going to be able to like really kick this off and have well-defined like responsibilities, right? And we have three different departments and each of them can have their own leader and their own focus, right? And they're sort of forced to work together to pass the budget through the council. Like, you know, I think it's a worthwhile experiment. I'm pretty optimistic. I think it's going to be at least a step forward, you know? Exciting times, man. It's good good to have you on here. I'm really happy to hear everyone speak. And uh, I'm, I'm, I got to get going myself. I don't want to leave, but I got uh, family stuff to do. So I don't know, Leah, do you want to keep going? Or you, like, we've been on here for a while. I don't know if no, you had I any. Mean, uh... This was an awesome space. And I, I think we need to do it regularly. Uh, you know, I, I can try to figure out a way to do it once a week or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even our team, we don't have a, we don't have a true leader. I, I took the title chief motivational officer. Um, I'm, I'm a psychiatrist in my, in my real life, um, when I'm not in crypto world. So, I mean, reducing drama and keeping people together and getting everyone excited is sort of what I'm good at. And I, I think if we put a lot of good people around us, then we're going to definitely win. So well, I'm, man, I'm, I'm bullish. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really bullish after this, actually, this was a great space. Yeah, me too, man. And like I said, you've you've gathered a great team. You've got great people coming around Crypto Dungeon. Jake, we're gonna take you up, man. We want to get you on the on the Dungeons and Dragons uh, table there, man. We're gonna we're gonna do this up. So we'll we'll get a hold of you. Uh, thanks for for making the space. Thanks to everyone who's been here. I really big up Crypto Tank for you know everything he's done for us the whole time. Thanks to Cosmos Joe who's been who's holding this up. Um, everyone who's stepped up to the to plate the chat. Um, just remember to check out CryptoDungeon.org. Make sure you check out. Uh, the our Discord as well. Lots of uh, things going on there. Crypto Dungeon MA is our Twitter. And make sure you, you if you're looking if you're new to Juno, some of you I know come from Migaloo because of uh, Super Guppy and um, some of the stuff that Ashdow is doing. Um, just make sure you check out Juno because there you know there there is a chance for uh, a number of chains to rise together. And we're seeing them share the DAO DAO system. We're seeing uh, the interchain actually arising and connecting, and and the leadership of different groups are are talking to each other in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think the Cosmos has a real chance to lead that so that's exciting stuff so make sure you check out what's going on in the juno space and uh keep your eyes peeled for more spaces for everyone you've seen in here and i'll leave it to you lee for the last word no i mean well he's gonna get the last word but i just wanted to say be an interchain maximalist not a single chain maximalist and also i'm probably gonna start another space after this but thank you for this one this was awesome great conversation thank you yeah jake it was good finally talking to you yeah, super long overdue, but I'm excited to play some D&D. Awesome. <laughs> Word up. Well, with that, we'll see you guys later. This is Crypto Dungeon calling out, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Peace. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days Got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear Flexing broken knives I had to lay 
never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning, forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary fall Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse, misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and blunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape and blunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served